0: Welcome to today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. What a night, huh? you stay up late following the results? I was up. I was up late listening to uh, Doug Wright, Boyd Matheson, and Jeff Kaplan here on KSL as they covered the results as they poured in after Super Tuesday. Uh, I, it was a wonderful thrill and a privilege for me yesterday to, for the first time in my little broadcast career here, to, uh, as a host, cover Super Tuesday, and what better year to do so than the year when Utah participated historically for the first time as a primary state. Uh, Now, we're going to go in great depth uh, looking at the results that came in, some of the uh, polling numbers that came, the exit poll type stuff, getting a sense of who was voting and how they were voting. Uh, We're going to look at some of the shuffling of the deck chairs, which has happened uh, already. You learned early this morning that Mayor Mike Bloomberg has dropped out of the race Senator Elizabeth Warren has indicated, too, that she will be uh, reassessing her campaign. That's code. Uh, i give it a few hours and she'll be out, right? Maybe a day or two. Uh, we'll find out. And then uh, and then the big stuff to be watching on the horizon, maybe even today, is who will make the first announcement as to uh, a vice presidential running mate. I can't wait to... to hear what happens there. I want to learn what the candidates feel is best for them uh, and to see, honestly, uh, how my predictions fared. I get, I'm kind of a nerd about this stuff and as uh, some folks might uh, anticipate and, and judge and try to speculate and guess as to various like I don't know uh, NBA trade deals NFL trade deals such like that uh, I focus on uh, the the politics that's kind of my sports and so we'll see if my predictions if my fantasy politics league uh, if they score any points here on the horizon anyway that's all upcoming uh, later on uh, in the program today we're also going to speak to uh, a couple who as far as I'm concerned is becoming Uh, Some good friends of mine. That's John and Melanie Herring. They are from Tooele. They are the couple who uh, was split up for some time. John quarantined in Japan after testing positive for the coronavirus. He has since tested negative, has returned to the United States and to the side of his wife, Melanie, who herself spent some time in quarantine. Well, they're back here in Utah. They're back together. Uh, they're undergoing a self imposed 30 day quarantine. They'll join me on the phone later today to tell their story. Can't wait to hear from them uh, and uh, plenty more on today's program. Before we get too uh, deep into things, to though, I want to uh, have a conversation briefly with uh, Senator Kurt Bramble. On on this program, we have a number of times addressed the issue of uh, Proposition 4 and redistricting and uh, a commission that uh, was called for after the passage of Proposition 4, there for some time, uh, more than a year, in fact, there have been negotiations between uh, leadership up on Utah's Capitol Hill and the folks at Better Boundaries. We've spoken to both sides of that issue, and uh, there was a little bit of a snag uh, in recent weeks. Uh, There were some areas where uh, the two sides really weren't seeing eye to eye. Well, uh, that storyline has developed significantly, uh, and a piece of legislation introduced by Senator Bramble uh, is the manifestation of a compromise now having been reached uh, by the two sides. And the senator joins us now. Sir, how are you?
1: Good afternoon. Appreciate you having me
0: on. Well, I'm I'm grateful to you for making time for us. I know as you get nearer to the end of uh, the legislative session that uh, uh, the workload piles up, and I know uh, your time is valuable. So, again, I'm grateful to you uh, for spending time here with us. Let's get right to it. Uh, What were the sticking points? What were the last items to get worked out? How is it that your uh, piece of legislation is making it through? Uh, Most recently, uh, unanimous passage in the Senate.
1: Okay, so the final sticking point came down to whether a state statute could impose standards that have never been uh, uh, upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court and simply cannot be quantifiably defined. Whether those standards should be uh, imposed on the legislative process of redistricting when we have the state constitution reserves the process of redistricting solely to the legislature that was a sticking point terms like gerrymandering it may be that you think you know what it is when you see it but try to define that in some in a way that you could put forward a map and say this map meets the standard to not be gerrymandered or this this map meets a standard that says it is gerrymandered those standards don't exist the supreme court has not established them and so the final sticking point was, should the state statute impose that on the legislature and the legislature uh, as, as an institution, we have to follow the standards of the U.S. Supreme Court. We have to, to follow the, many of the things that they wanted us to embrace. We adopt as principles in the redistricting committee. But to put them in statute would give someone the right to litigate based on a term that couldn't be quantifiably defined, and that was a bridge too far. Right. It, How we solve that, Lee,
0: Sure.
1: we said the redistricting commission shall define and adopt these set of standards that they wanted and that they shall apply those standards to the maps that they submit. That doesn't mean that the legislature isn't bound by any standards. It doesn't mean that there's no transparency or accountability. We have to hold to the standards that have been promulgated through both statute and judicial precedents, primarily the U.S. Supreme Court.
0: Right. And and what we're talking about here as we continue this conversation with Senator Kurt Bramble, uh, it it deals with this commission, which is uh, in the process of being formed, which would take on the uh, advisory responsibility uh, of Redistricting, when we each year, each ten years, rather get information back from the census, that uh, requires uh, some some changes, and uh, congressional districts sometimes grow or shrink, and this uh, is uh, an attempt to create a system uh, which would uh, uh, you know satisfy all parties involved as to the redrawing of those boundaries. Now, for a second, Senator Bramble, talk to me specifically about uh, the the this item, uh, which, which uh, you know, according to uh, the folks in the legislature, uh, can't be statutorily imposed. What, what was it that the Better Boundaries folks would like to have seen prohibited?
1: They wanted specific provisions embodied in statute, uh, communities of interest. Uh, there were a whole number of them, but the, the ones that were very difficult, you cannot, uh, it would impose a prohibition on undue favoring of a candidate, an office holder, or a political party. And there is no way to define what does undue favoring mean. Right. If, I, if I submit a map, does that undo, unduly favor or disfavor a particular party or a candidate or an office holder? Typically, Lee, that's in the eye of the beholder, and it's not something that can be determined uh, based on a, a set of quantifiable data.
0: All right. So, but after some some discussions, some added negotiation, in, in recent weeks, after uh, you know a year's worth of work, uh, everyone's uh, happy with with what's being put forward now.
1: Well, Lee, it it was presented before committee on on Monday. Nobody came to speak against the bill. Better Boundaries came and spoke in favor of it. I presented the bill. The committee passed it unanimously. Yesterday on the floor of the Senate, we had support from both sides of the island. And by the way. Better boundaries need to be complemented. They came forward in good faith. The minority party in both the House and the Senate, the minority leadership, uh, uh, represented by uh, Representative Carol Spackman Moss uh, in the negotiations, uh, Senator Gene Davis, both Democrats, uh, Senator uh, Evan Vickers, uh, the House Majority Leader, and the House Whip, uh, Representative Francis Gibson and Val Peterson, they were the team that I was part of that spent a year working through this. And so the bill... In the Senate yesterday, it passed unanimously across both. Uh, we have two debates in the Senate. Right. We suspended the rules and passed it out unanimously. Every Democrat voted in favor of it. Every Republican voted in favor of it. All
0: indications are that the governor will sign this? I,
1: I believe so. It, it is a – we struck what I believe is a – a remarkable balance between the right of the citizens' initiative and their voice to be heard in the redistricting process in an independent and unencumbered fashion. They will have the right to not only be funded by by taxpayers a million dollars, but they have a right to have their plans pre, uh, presented to a legislative com- the redistricting committee. The committee is statutorily bound to have an agenda solely dedicated to hearing the citizens. Uh, uh, Independent Redistricting Advisory Committee.
0: Outstanding. Senator Bramble, listen, I'm grateful to you for your work on this. I'm grateful to you for taking the time to explain it to uh, myself and, and the audience here. Uh, best of luck up there to you as you uh, get nearer to the end of the legislative session this year.
1: Six and a half days and counting. All right, sir. One.
0: Very good. Uh, we, by the way, will be broadcasting from Utah's Capitol Hill on the last day of the legislative session just next week. Uh, and so looking forward to that. Next up in the program, we're going to be talking about... Uh, I'm going to call it a rabbit hole.